Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. And I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School. And my name is Steve Spencer, and we've been missionaries in Africa for 30 years. And today we are going to be looking at the equipping part of our mission as we nurture, educate, and equip. And Steve uh, has been a parent at Kirk Day School for all of his kids, and now he is back for the last lap, the victory lap, we'll call it, uh, with Esther, a sixth grader. And so, Steve, thanks for being on the podcast with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, if you could, just let's just start. Tell us who you are, because typically if we have parents on, there's a reason that we have parents on, but and that they've got one or two... Uh, children in the school with expertise. You've essentially been around Kirk Day School since its inception uh, with with the lineage of kids you have. And so how many kids do you have? Where where have you been? Just tell us about yourself. Yeah, thanks. We're dinosaurs. We're KDS <laughs> cavemen. Um, we have um, actually been missionaries since the late 80s. And uh, we were taking a tour after about a couple of years in Africa. We took a tour. Um, and we traveled around the states and we, we ended up in St. Louis because the Kirk was one of our supporters. And we had a great time here and um, we got back to Africa and Mary and I sat down and, and I asked her, I said, what was your favorite state? What was your favorite church? And she said, and I said, I already know mine. What's yours? And she says, I already know mine. And I said, let's say it on three. One, two, St. Louis. And we were from Southern California and uh, it was just a, a, a great time. Fast forward about 10 years after that, we're in Malawi and we get a call from Wilson Benton who says, uh, hey Steve and Marion, we got a new missions house and we want you to be the first missionaries. And this was in 1998, and I just laughed. I really just laughed at Wilson. Uh, great guy, uh, Pam, uh, wonderful, like just wonderful people to us. But we just laughed because our family was in California, and we would normally spend three years in Africa and come back, and my mom would cut my head off if I moved to St. Louis. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. And about a month later, he called again. Hey, Steve, you know, we're really, really excited about you guys being our first missionaries in that missions house on the corner of Mason and Ledoux. And I said, well, let's, we'll pray about it. And um, he called again and he said, hey, you guys, if you come to St. Louis, we'll put your kids in Kirk Day School. And that was all we needed to hear and God opened mm. the door for us to come and so we've been we've been here since 1998 and we have eight kids and all of our kids have gone through Kirk Day School and this is the the last of the Spencer kids uh, to uh, to get in on that promise from Wilson and Pam Benton way back in the late 80s okay wow. so I'm gonna do a couple of things that I didn't know and, and at least translate a little bit. Number one, for those of you listening, that if you don't know, Wilson Benton was a longtime pastor here at the Kirk, mm-hmm. uh, very well known within our denomination, but was the, really the founder of Kirk Day School. And right. so Wilson and I went to church together when I was in Nashville, so six, seven years ago. And when I approached him and said, hey, I'd love just to talk with you about Kirk Day School, his response was, my baby. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So he loves, loves, loves the day school, yeah, and he, he came back up. Uh, he and Pam did um, with uh, our 25th anniversary, and so they spent some time. The other thing is, is the Missions House is still owned by the Kirk. It's, it's really the youth house now, so John and Carrie Spencer uh, are living there. No relation to you. No, but there's still Spencers living there. That's yes. right. There's still Spencers yeah. there. So I guess the one thing that I'd love for you just to talk about for a second, um, in geography, if I hear Africa, I think of this huge swath of the globe. If I hear Malawi, I say, I don't really know where that is. Now, I do because I've looked it up and I know John John well. Right. And so tell us, where is Malawi? What is it like? Tell us about the country and then and maybe why Malawi. Okay, that's, that's great. Uh, well, Africa is huge, right? You can put three United States on the continent of Africa. And if you go... Uh, down uh, southeast, about two countries below Kenya, that's where Malawi is. Now, Marion grew up as a missionary in Liberia, which is up on the west side in uh, a, a small town called Yakepa. And she grew up in a bamboo house in the jungles of Liberia and played with pet chimpanzees growing up. And so that is probably about... 5,000 or more miles from where we live now wow. or where we lived in, wow. in Malawi. So Malawi is a teeny tiny country, English speaking, and uh, really the, in the answer to why is that we've worked with university education, Christian university education for all of those years, starting in Liberia, the organization that Marion's family started, then over to Malawi to start another university there. And we've been doing that, yeah, for just over 30 years. Wow. So all your children have come through Kirk Day School. How often would you guys come back? And, and also, how many children do you have? Say, we have eight. Eight. Yeah, the, my oldest one just turned 32, and and Esther's 11. In this, and we have some grandkids. So my worst fear is that I'm going to bring Esther to school one day, and someone's going to go, oh, look, Esther's grandpa is is. is <laughs> is bringing her to school. Well, now we know how to blackmail. Yeah. This yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny about that, too, I picked up Esther uh, yesterday, and um, uh, I was in line, and Julie Schaffner was in the front of the line, and I think she was trying to figure it out. And she looked, and she said, Steve, is that you? And then she said, are you still here? <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Julie, just like you, we're still here. <laughs> well played, by the way. So you guys go, you're on the mission field for how long, and then you come back for how long? So normally it would be three years in Africa, and then we would come home for one year. So my kids would have either one or two times here at Kirk Day School, and then maybe one time or two times at... Westminster as okay. well. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So I want to hear more about your experience here at Kirk Day School, but I'd also love to hear what is like a day on the mission field look like um, when, when you guys are there? What is what is kind of your day in, day out? Well, uh, that's, a, that's a really good question too because in the last few years we have been transitioning from Malawi and our former mission organization to a new organization called Genesis University and we're living in South Africa trying to build the first Christian liberal arts 
university like mm -hmm. a Biola or a Sanford in the country of South Africa. So it's different in South Africa, but when we were living in Malawi, a typical day would start out very early. Uh, the sun would come up and you know we would have chapel at 7.30 with students and then we would teach classes and, um, and then we would do something with the students in the afternoon, an activity or sports or some kind of ministry. And then every night our house was Grand Central Station where people, other missionaries and, and uh, staff would show up and Marion would make meals and we would play games. You know, there's, we wouldn't watch TV, there was no TV. We wouldn't go to the movies, there was no movies. So we would create a community and um, uh, social things to do and it all centered kind of at our house. Mm. And, and college students? Yeah, this is, uh, we worked with university level students. Why college students? What, what drew you to them? Yeah, the, uh, you know, right now Christianity is, is growing in Africa more than anywhere else in the world. And the, these young people have the least amount of opportunities for Christian education. So outside of the University of Malawi or, you know, these countries, we're part of a process of bringing Christian liberal arts education to Africa to train Africans there. When I went to Biola, there were kids from Africa, and they would get their BA, and then they would get their MA, and then they would get their PhD, and then they would, you know, America's a lot nicer than some parts of Africa, and going back was very hard. So the idea, which was Marion's parents, to bring that kind of education to Africa, and that's what we're doing in South Africa now with Genesis University. Wow, that's awesome. And I'm going to come back and ask about Genesis because I think it's it's a phenomenal um, and really pioneering uh, landscape as, as we look forward. But in working with university students, you know, you think about kind of the typical college kid. And I remember I was a senior in high school and there was a girl that in front of me, uh, a year in front of me, and she had just gone off to college and came back. And I remember she looked at me and I remember her making the statement, you're going to find yourself in college. And you hear, you hear about that, and you see kids explore, and you see kids do bad things. You see kids do great things. I mean, Katie and I dated throughout much of college and got married right out of college. And, like, we saw the Lord bless a lot of that. But you also see, you know, a lot of people say, I regret college. You know, not the grades, but the actions. And so there's so many things that come out. And I, the reason why I say all that is we begin to form that worldview more independently than ever. And as... Kirk Day School is in, in a ministry of, of Kirk of the Hills Presbyterian Church. Developing that Christian worldview is paramount outside of just knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. We want to make sure that these children develop that and that they're viewing the world with that lens of Scripture. So you're dealing with that on such a regular basis, Steve. Tell us about the, the impact that you've seen, whether it's through Kirk Day School, whether it's Westminster. Um, on the lives of your children with developing that Christian worldview, but also in how you de you're developing that at the university level uh, in Malawi. And so I know it's a pretty broad question, but just if you could just kind of hit on that because you're dealing with two cultures, you're dealing with dynamic differences, but you're also seeing your children really embrace the differences across, across an ocean. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Well, let me, yeah, let me just say, uh, university education in America is extremely different than university education in Africa. Here in America, we've all been through university and you 
went to university uh, because it was just the next thing to do and you did assignments sometimes and you went to class occasionally and you did what you could to get through and it, and, and now university here in America is, is just kind of the next step. It's really not the end all of education. In Africa, it's a game changer. Uh, a lot of our students were the first kids in the history of their family to ever have a university mm. education. This opened up doors of opportunity, of vocation, and ministry, and economic gain, not just for the student or the graduate, but for their entire family. Mm. So it's, it's really different. But what's similar is worldview. Um, you know, Christian universities in America and Christian universities in Africa are still um, very similar in the fact that you have to be concerned about Christian worldview. And in America, is, has there been a greater time that providing kids a Christian or biblical worldview than ever before, especially in our society right now? So, um, you know, thinking about Kirk Day School and training up a child the way he or she should go, well, the way that they should go is tied in with a biblical framework or a Christian worldview, right? Uh, and really, all truth is God's truth. Amen. So right now, providing kids who, who really are searching. I mean, right now, I have, I have a sixth grader, a ninth grader, two kids in college, and, and, and four other adult married kids that want to talk about COVID and want to talk about social justice and want to talk about politics and the economy and they and you know they they want to know what's going on but they have been founded and grounded with a biblical worldview which means that Jesus is a part of the conversation of all of those different topics and how important it is right now to to have our kids in a Christian environment and being taught by Christian teachers and and mentored by Christian faculty that agree and are using those um, biblical frameworks to ground kids you know also I'm thinking of um, Ephesians 2:10. you know we we are his workmanship that we have value and, and kids have value not only because they've been created in the image of God but They've been redeemed by what Christ has done on the on the cross. So education is part of that value system, explaining to kids who are valuable that Jesus matters and the Bible matters and truth matters and it's all connected to that Christian worldview. And I'm I'm hearing you say just with your own kids, what you've seen, and, and always, I think, uh, what, what at least comes to mind is Matthew seven twenty five, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it's had, it had its foundation mm. on the rock, and that's something we desire so desperately for our children, because you don't want them to go into a conversation later on in life that is really difficult and murky and gray, and not have some type of foundation, Absolutely. especially not have a foundation based on Jesus and Scripture because it's, it's, uh, a former pastor of mine said, Scripture is timeless because it is neither trying to be contemporary or relevant. Mm. Scripture is truth, and we Absolutely. want God to, to, to reign supreme in that. So I love hearing that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and when you think about, you know, those really important and influential times in your life, um, obviously the kids our age, um, and then, yeah, I think of college students and just the time that they are in and how the world is open to them um, and how those are the leaders. Like, those will be the leaders that, that emerge, whether it be in this country or another country. Um, and so the amount of influence that, that the gospel can have in Absolutely. those areas is really powerful. It's really strong. Absolutely. So when we're looking at your children coming from Malawi to West County, St. Louis, what have been the things that have been really hard on your family in that transition? What have been the blessings uh, on your family? And maybe even the funny things that your kids begin to, to observe differently? Because, I mean, just the, the culture paradigm is huge. Yeah, it is. So all my kids uh, have been born or raised their whole life in Africa. So um, coming to the States has been uh, challenging, has been difficult and wonderful and there was a pattern with our kids that when we would come back to the states I mean in Africa my kids were like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn they were outside sometimes you know they would go to school and they'd come and get something to eat and then we would see them at dinner time here in America you really don't allow your kids to, to do that um, so it's different but uh, they always look forward to, to school KDS and Westminster uh, were, were big parts of, of their lives. The community of, of this church, Kirk of the Hills, was fantastic. A lot of the, the friends that my kids met in, in kindergarten or first grade ended up being friends in junior high school. And so when we would come back every fourth year, they weren't starting over. They were renewing friendships with kids uh, that they had met. And the same with us. Now, my kids are, are still experiencing that all the way through, uh, and even as they leave for university, Christian university, um, a lot of their friends, I mean, I have married kids now, there are, and, and the kids that are in their wedding are kids that they met right here mm -hmm. at Kirk Day School. So it, it is tough, and, it's, and it is wonderful at the same time. Um, my kids, it's still, it's funny, it's, you know, my kids, are, my little kids are still enamored with escalators and, and automatic flushing toilets and stuff like that. So, you know, each generation is kind of the same, yeah. but we get thrown into different kinds of things. And, and the COVID time is different now, you know, coming back where we left Africa, which is very community based and coming back to America in isolation was really hard, mm. not just for our kids, but for us as well. And little by little, you know, that's opened up. So we've had to create some of those things. You know, we got into fly fishing, and Stephen and I um, did mountain biking, and now we're doing bowling. We're 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 doing. I, I have a bowling ball now. So it's stuff like that. You know, you're creating things to do with your family, and we couldn't do that in Malawi. You know, we couldn't no. do those things. But here in America, we take advantage of those things. Mm -hmm. So the other thing too is while our bodies are here. In America and we make the most of it because we do visit churches and we we go all over the country and tell people about Genesis University and our family our hearts are still back in Africa mm -hmm. and uh, so that makes it, it tough for us yeah. as well 
Well, let's let's switch to Genesis University for a minute because you guys were in Malawi for a long time, mm-hmm. and now um, and I remember when even when you made the announcement at the Kirk, you know, hey, God's calling us to move to South Africa. That's a that's a big transition. Uh, you're not only moving nations, but you know, you're you're uprooting your family, and and there's a lot of identity that you guys have had within just Malawi mm-hmm. uh, over the years. We've seen youth groups go there. We've seen you know we've right. heard about this partnership. So tell us what what inspired slash where did the Lord lead you to, to go to South Africa and then just tell us about Genesis University. Yeah, thanks. Uh, the, the transition has been very difficult. 30 years of uh, we, we built a home, we built a campus, we built friendships, um, we built ministries and for 30 years, for three decades is a long time to be involved in that in God called us out of that and into South Africa to be a part of a team to build the first Christian liberal arts university in South Africa. Um, They don't have this in South Africa, so we're starting it from scratch, which has been challenging and exciting all at the same time. Um, Right now, we've been working on the project for for about three years, two years full-time, and uh, we're getting ready right now to... um, apply for approval from the government. We're already a corporation and a nonprofit, and we have people in America that have been giving to this, and we have boards in both sides. And so we're, we're really kind of getting ready to knock on the door of getting um, accredited and approved by the government of South Africa. So it's really exciting, uh, even though while we can't travel back to South mm-hmm. Africa right now because it's closed, but we still have a group of people that are working there. And what's exciting about this is that um, it just has great traction, not only in um, America, we're working with a dozen different Christian universities. Uh, We're also working with a lot of um, government people and education people in South Africa. And I get uh, emails all the time from Christian families going, when does this happen? When, When can I send my kids? Genesis University. So, yeah, it's an exciting project. We're uh, we're right we're right now looking at a site in uh, the northwest suburbs of Johannesburg. Um, we're making an offer on a school that is selling right now. So, we're uh, we're lots of lots of things moving forward quickly. And yeah, we're we're trying to just uh, play catch up right now with all the good things that are going on with that project. What's the um, spiritual makeup of that part of Johannesburg? What, what would you be seeing as those students come as far as their background and spirituality and that kind of thing? It's unique. Um, South Africa is, is, is pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. And when you get to Johannesburg, you don't have to get out of the city um, and you start seeing the poverty and you see corruption and you see uh, Johannesburg is a big a big metropolis we and we're we're like the Beverly Hillbillies coming from south uh, from Malawi and you know they drive fast uh, I mean it's it's a lot bigger than st. Louis mm. um, you know we can be downtown here from West County in 20 minutes to Bush Stadium but in in Johannesburg it's just a lot of people crammed into uh, a big city there so it's it's diverse in South Africa you have uh, not only just you know cultural differences um, but you have tribal differences and you have uh, different ethnicities and you have various um, religious backgrounds so it's almost 
this kind of potpourri of, of mm. people in that big area. And, uh, you know, apartheid was a big part of that um, situation there. And now with, uh, with Nelson Mandela and the reverse uh, uh, government, you know, there still is, 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 is some racism going on. So that's tough, you know, for, as a white person in, um, in South Africa, sometimes we are feeling the effects of that. Mm. And uh, being, you know, judged or um, uh, treated in a different way because of the color of our skin. But as soon as we open our mouths, and people will go, oh, you're an American. And that starts to open up doors. So that's mm -hmm. been fun. That's been exciting as well. So yeah, it's different. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Where, where would you challenge Kirk Day School or a parent that's listening to this podcast and saying, is if you look at the trajectory of your kids, you have kids that are grown, you have grandkids now, and of course, you still have Esther. Um, what would the challenges that you that you would give us and say I would challenge you to think in this capacity or be this way as, as parents are looking to educate their ki kids with a Christian worldview whether they're in our three-year-olds sixth grade or maybe they've, they've gone on what challenges would you would you give to these parents I think I think the biggest challenge would be to be intentional with your kids um, my kids have grown up in the church. They've gone to Christian school, Christian high school, and Christian university. But um, it doesn't negate my responsibility as a dad to be intentional. So we read the Bible in the morning. We pray. We I, Even though Kirk Day School is a great uh, community of, of Christian people that are coming alongside my family to help me train my kids and mentor my kids and and develop their faith it it still it, it still doesn't you know I can't get lazy as a, as a dad um, but to be intentional with uh, with my kids and to to keep reading the Bible with them and to keep challenging them and to to sit down with them and talk about issues from a Christian perspective and open the Bible we open the Bible every day and I think it's it's important um, to continue to do that. It's funny I still do that with my with my thirty year olds. Uh, you know I do have a chance to to uh, uh, we we write devotionals to our kids, and mm. we're constantly in the process of, of mentoring and training even the even the married ones. Mm. And so I think um, yeah, and it's it's a neat responsibility. It's a privilege to to breathe um, Christian principles and the Bible into my daughter who's a sixth grader here or to my 14 year old son who's a ninth or to my my 30 year old kids that have kids of their own and now we get to do that with our grandkids as well so yeah it's I think being intentional and consistent is is, is a key oh, that's great yeah that's awesome any anything else you want uh, our folks to know about Genesis University and maybe even what are some needs that you guys have right now yeah, uh, uh, thanks. We need we need people to pray for Genesis. That we're like I said we're we're kind of at a crossroads. We're we're on the doorstep and we're ready to knock. Um, uh, uh, we need uh, the, the we need to buy this property. This property is for sale for twenty five million rand, which divided by seventeen to one, which is the rent, which is amazing right now. 
I can buy a whole school for $1.5 million. Wow. Yeah. But I need to get that one point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to be praying about that. Yeah. yeah. Please. We, we can be doing that for you. But Steve, thank you. Yeah, thank Thanks for you joining so us. Much. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing your history with Kurt Day School and trusting us with all eight of your children because it's it's an honor. It's an honor to see where they go. And thank you for, for having us. And a, a big thanks to, to Wilson and Pam, you know, all those years ago who invited us here. And... Um, and, and really, we, when we were in California, we came back from Africa, we went to California, we loaded all of our stuff in a, in a U-Haul van, and we drove it across America. And we came here on a Sunday afternoon, and Wilson and Pam Benton were standing in the middle of Ladue, in front of that missions house over here. They were standing in the middle of the road, waving their hands, and welcoming us to that house and welcoming us to Kirk of the Hills Church and welcoming us to Kirk Day School for all of the years. And we, we it's been such a blessing to our family. Wow, that's a really cool story. And that's, it's humbling to be a part of that process. Yeah. Man, well, thank you. And parents, we hope you, you guys enjoy this as well. And uh, we will keep uh, pushing these podcasts out and we will keep focused on this nurture, educate, and equip, which is a direct outflow of our mission. And we want to make sure that we are equipping your children as best we can with this Christian worldview. So Steve, thanks again. And we'll be back next week with another podcast.